Welcome to episode two of the Super Top podcast. I'm Oshin, recording from Sarajevo. And I'm Podrick, recording from Vancouver. How are you doing, Podrick? I'm pretty good. I'm feeling good. I have notes here somewhere. Here they are. Oh, yeah, we launched. Castro 2. Yeah. We launched on Monday evening for me, morning for you. Yeah, I can't believe it's Thursday. It's been a pretty good week. It's been, we got some pretty decent coverage of the app, nice stuff and pretty big review on Mac stories and Jason Snell wrote on Six Colors and App Advice to Loop, a lot of stuff. And uh, Mike and, did you, have you listened to that yet? Mike and um, Jason Snell. Of course. They were chatting on Upgrade. It was so, I mean, there's, they do get some criticisms in there, but like most of it is so nice. <laughs> Yeah, even I enjoy listening to the criticisms. Even it was pretty, pretty extensive. I think about twenty-five minutes of discussing Castro and podcast apps in general and innovation in podcasting as a term, I guess, um, on upgrade. So we'll link that in the show notes. Apple featured us on the front page of the U.S. App Store, not just like you know the subcategory of news in some country somewhere. It's like the the real front page in the U.S. So that's cool. And Australia and New Zealand, I believe. Yeah, is that just is that just to troll Russell? Is that what that is? <laughs> it could be that. Whatever, I'll take it. So, I guess okay. So, I guess we need to let's get into discussing how the launch is going uh, has gone or is going. I guess it's still, I guess like the number one like most fulfilling thing for me about the week in like reading the reviews and seeing the reactions and stuff on Twitter is that like, I mean, people get triage i mean people get, like they get what we're trying to do like the reviews where they talk about the good parts of castro like they're all focusing on like this like the inbox and the queue and the, the workflows that we have created and facilitated with castro too and i know we went through stages during development of fear that we weren't quite managing to communicate those ideas but people seem to to get it and to like it that was the thing that haunted me the most in the months leading up to finishing this app is like, we have a good idea and people aren't going to get it. You know, obviously beta testers are more dedicated and they stick with it for longer, but even they sometimes took a day or two before they re it really sunk in with them. And then once they used it for a while, they liked it. The short version is that like people definitely got it. I, I guess one of like, like during the beta stage, as you said, like, I mean, the app looked different, it worked differently at different stages and it had a lot of these concepts behind it. But I remember just having this fear that like maybe it was going to like that you, the ideas of what we were trying to cater for were would only really become across like after, say, like, say, after you use the app for a week or something. Mm -hmm. And that was, as you said, like that was a big fear in our mind at that time. And then it was after the last podcast, we published our trailer video, which uh, was received very well um, and I remember after that thinking wow we had like I had, we had feared so much about that it was going to take a week of usage of the app before people could get these ideas but we had managed to communicate that in like a 40 second video um, and people were pretty excited about the ideas so that was that was nice to see and that continued into launch and the reviews that we got afterwards as well. Oh and our servers survived <laughs> he says with amazement. <laughs> That's pretty vindicating on like a professional level. I can take absolutely no credit. So thank you very much. <laughs> um, what were some things that were surprising about the launch? Well, I mean, I guess there's some like, I mean, obviously we like there's certain, I don't know if backlash is maybe too strong a word, but I mean, there, there's certain things around like launching a, 
launching this app as a separate app rather than a free update to Castro One that I expected like to see complaints about, like just that it wasn't a free update, that people had to pay again, that $4.99 was crazy expensive, for example. Um, I mean, I love our new icon. I expected at least to see people complaining that they didn't for some reason or just people don't like change. But that was not really part of the conversation at all. I mean, maybe I'm just, uh, by mentioning this, I'm just asking for it to start. <laughs> um, but it didn't. It hasn't happened yet, at least. Yeah, it's really interesting that there weren't there were no complaints about those things. I mean, I guess one angle is that, um, so we have a, like a d- notification feature in not a notification, but like a the the footer message that we can turn on in Castro One to let people know about Castro Two, which we haven't done yet because the timing didn't seem right. But I wonder. Will we face more resistance when when we turn that on, or will we just see a spike in sales again, or or what will happen? Okay, one thing is we've had Castro One has been totally free, like not even patronage for about is it almost six months now, um, and then it's been it was free to many of the current users even back to November last year. Yeah, mo- I mean most for most users, it, Castro One has been free. Yeah, yeah, so. So they can't complain too much about it being a paid upgrade. Well, I mean, they might, but they, they ought not to. Um, but when we put an, like the message we have in the app is effectively an ad for Castro 2. Um, and that there, there will be a reaction to that for sure. Yeah, but I mean, we have plans that like, it's not, I mean, it does, it's not an ad that takes over your screen or it's not, we're not going to leave it there consistent, like persistently. Uh, we're going to turn it on and off it. Yeah. And Castro 1 will continue to work for users until iOS breaks. Yeah. I think, yeah, we'll turn that on for a week maybe and then turn it off and then forget about it for six months or something and then try again. Yeah. So we decided not to do that at the same time, like with the launch. I think we're probably going to do that next week instead. So separately from that, no complaints that was expensive is kind of curious to me. Because when there's a paid update to Tweetbot, there's like people go nuts. I guess it's been a long time since Castro had a paid update. Sure, yeah. So there were features that aren't in the app, or like features that people want that Castro 2 doesn't have right now. And we talked in the last episode about how when we started Castro 2, we wanted to do everything, but ultimately we had to prioritize. Um, and that's, that is the answer for almost every single feature request we've seen, is we had to ship something we think the app as it is now is great and very useful for a lot of people and like stick with us maybe your feature will arrive um we can't we can't make any promises because we're so bad at scheduling software looking through like our support messages and stuff i mean i think there's been like stages in the past where we have promised features to people or we promised that certain stuff even was coming in castro 2 for example which didn't end up making it and oh should i <laughs> i did i tell you about the email i got from uh tim pritlove i hope i'm saying his name properly he's a german guy who works on podlove right uh, his his website is called podlove but his name i believe is pritlove oh yeah i'm not saying that his name was tim podlove although that would be a wonderful coincidence okay so tim podlove emailed me and I got back to him in 2014 and promised him that I would implement all of his open source podcast extension ideas. So they have things like uh, simple chapter markers that are included inside the RSS feed. Yeah, so you don't have to download the file before you can review the chapters, which sounds great. Um, Paged feeds where there are multiple 
like instead of having every episode in one file that we download all the time because that can get quite large over time um they just have the most recent episodes in one file and it references the older ones so at the moment in many apps feeds that use that system only their like most recent 10 episodes show up even though their whole back catalog is available so i had promised him back in when we were excited about castro 2 and thought we could do everything i was like yep those are gonna happen um and then he emailed me this week and said so what happened and i, I had to apologize <laughs> yeah no so that's a, i mean it's a bad feeling so i think we need to kind of learn how to use language more or maybe just be more apple-like in terms of like what we learn to promise and not promise yeah well i don't mind saying if so we're going to talk about smart speed um but and i don't mind saying that we've received we knew it would be a big thing people wanted and that has been confirmed yeah <laughs> so so we can say we feel a lot of pressure to do these things and we can talk about how we might implement them but if you're going to buy castro 2 today buy it for what it is today and not what you believe it might be tomorrow sure smart speed i guess or silence removal type feature is the number one thing we've heard about since launching which isn't a surprise yeah it was definitely at, i mean at different stages of development or even at different stages of preparing for the launch i have gone through different um i won't say stages again range of feelings about whether i feel confident about launching without it or whether i felt that it was a mistake um ultimately it was completely necessary necessary for us to launch without it mm -hmm. why isn't it there Okay, well, I think it just it mainly comes down to prioritizing. And we, we just made the decision to prioritize what was unique about our app because lots of people want smart speed, but it's really us implementing it doesn't make Castro 2 a unique app. That, and it's not a reason to move. Yeah. It's like if we have smart speed, we remove, it's like we take away a negative thing. We don't add a positive thing. So when we're making the decision about how to prioritize our features, I mean, if, if we didn't, if, it was just Castro 1, except with smart speeds, that wouldn't have been as, as good a story or as, as useful an upgrade as um, the episode triage features that we have added. So, that, I mean, that's how the, the decision was made. It came down to time and then choosing to do the, the exciting, unique thing rather than the table stakes, bare minimum features. Yeah. For the second week in a row, I think we're, I'm going to reference this conversation that we had with Alan Pike in... Um, in Vancouver, couple like while when soon after we started development of Castro too, but um, this was when we were really excited about getting the unread style of interface on Castro too. Um, I'm not sure how far along we were with the QID at that stage, but we definitely what was exciting us was the structure of the app and the way that it was going to allow. Um, management management of episodes in different ways than Castro one did and that other apps did and we demoed some of those features to him and he I mean well we talked last week about his reaction to to the features but the I guess like one interesting thing that came out of that conversation was that he tried to convince us that we really should spend some development time on smart speed that it was going to be or our version of smart speed that without that it was going to be too much of a too much for an app not to have so we did take on board his advice a little bit for a while yeah yeah we went back home and um started working on a prototype of smart speed back then and like we got something basic working it's not it's not ready to ship obviously but it was fun i remember do you remember we sent Alan an email probably at like 3 a.m. in the morning that day? 
that <laughs> um, so we had we had a prototype of smart speed working and it would remove the silences but then we put it flipped it on its head a little bit and we had it generate an, a file of just the silences like just the parts that it had cut out so we ran through one of his recent episodes of his podcast up up down down and um just sent him all of the the parts that we would cut out mix into one file without any explanation <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so it's just this file mostly of silence but then occasionally it's like <sighs> hopefully he woke up in the middle of the night and played that <laughs> so i mean we got excited about that at that stage that we had managed to get a prototype together quickly and this was still at the stage where we thought we were going to do everything and anything in the app but as you're saying ultimately like we had to ship in the end we had to prioritize the the triage stuff and the stuff that we thought we were bringing new to the space and we can't promise it but as we say we know it's important well we know i mean people really want it lots of people want it what do you think of do you think would you use smart speed people ask me this sometimes and i say like i start answering and then i realize that like i obviously i use my own podcast app so in a way it's any answer i have is going to be colored by the fact that i I don't use it because I don't have it. But just thinking about it in the abstract, um, more recently I've listened to a lot of like more well-produced podcasts or podcasts with music in them or um, or maybe even situations where I'm listening to a podcast and I'm also looking after my daughter um, and I'm, most of my attention is on the one of those two things that it should be on. So I end up, if I miss something in the audio, I end up skipping back 30 seconds and listening to it again. So the idea that it would cut things out and make it even faster, like I don't even use faster speeds um, most of the time. Uh, that doesn't really appeal to me that much, but there are often podcasts that I, I really do want to listen to, but I don't have the full amount of time that they'll take. Um, or like I'm on the bus and I have the extra concentration, but and I'd like to get through an hour episode in my half an hour commute. So I think it's a great feature. And I mean, Overcast, it's the tentpole or marquee feature of overcast it's how it became as successful as it is um and marco did a great job with it and the, the built the app around it really nicely with the uh the fe that feature in settings where it tells you how much time you've saved like that, that's the stickiest feature in a podcast app genius yeah because people see that and are like well if i'd been using another app i would have missed 200 hours of podcasts <laughs> last year and so that's just like there's no for people who do use it, there's no argument. Yeah, I think, I definitely, I don't think I would, like, if, I don't think I would, if we had it, I don't think I necessarily would use it on every show. I mean, I like, but there definitely are shows where I think it could come in useful. I mean, I guess people use it mostly on, like, conversational shows like this one or tech podcasts or maybe news or political discussions. I've been listening a lot more lately to, I mean, I guess I, I do listen to some shows like that, but I listen a lot to, like, NPR stuff and... 99% Invisible and all the other Radiotopia and Gimlet stuff and kind of don't think I would necessarily want to use it on those kind of shows where that are like more highly produced. I can definitely see the value for, for conversational shows. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you use... I don't really want to make... I don't like when people make moralistic arguments about features and whether they should be used or not. Like, are they respecting the author's intent and that kind of stuff? But if you use even just... If you listen to Radiolab even on faster speeds, you're a monster, I think. <laughs> like if some if a podcast has been designed so much around audio and around the things you can do with that then like you're really missing out if you accelerate those ones in any way i don't want to judge but 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess like our goal with Castro Two of like enabling users to listen to like a wider variety of shows and stuff. I mean, theory this would fit in with that in the sense that like, okay, the tech podcast that I listen to or the political discussion shows, if you can get through those faster in a way that like is still completely sounds great and you can still digest everything in them. I mean, you have more time to listen to like the newer stuff that you're discovering as well. Yeah, totally. And I would, I think that was the thing that was killing me before launch from like not having it was it would have fit our pitch so well that like we're making so you can listen to not just like it's not just that you can scan all your podcasts quickly and find the ones that you want to queue but it's also going to help you get through them a bit faster yeah so i guess one thing around it is that like so we didn't want to like so we didn't prioritize it over our own stuff because we didn't want to launch just catching up basically we wanted to like bring our own ideas to to the field as well so it's kind of i mean i guess one thing that's hard is when you hear people who say like who won't who can't bring themselves to even give what we've done like a chance because because of this one thing that's missing yeah it's like the so it's a good feature and i understand that people want it but it's like there's excuses almost is the word that comes to mind of like okay it doesn't have this feature i need i don't need to consider it any further and they're they're right i'm sure like they they understand what they need and everything but it's disappointing it's disappointing for us who have like put a lot of work into trying to do something new yeah completely but that's that's how it is i guess this is competition and business and all that stuff yeah no and i mean again we can't promise that we're not promising features but if we did ever ship a version of smart speed like i think i would feel that well like okay so i have two angles on this one thing is that i still feel good about the idea that if we like first of all launch with our own pitch on like what to do around triage and then later on okay we catch up i guess in a sense with the smart speed stuff um like i guess one fear around it is like so like if people like if we put like a load of work into getting a version of silence removal working and shipping in say castro the future version of castro like can that can we catch up at that stage or is in like like can it be as marquee a feature then and be as newsworthy then as if we had it when we launched Castro 2. We've certainly missed out a little bit because we're not going to get the coverage we got at launch day when we add that. Even if we, like, maybe the smart thing to do would be to pair it with some other nice features too so that it's like a, a bundle of things that does make it more newsworthy. So we've definitely missed out a little bit by not having it because there are some people who would have jumped um, who haven't now. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure how we... We'll have to find a way to communicate with them. I, I don't know if... Like those people who decided in a second that they weren't going to look at Castro 2 because it doesn't have a feature that they need. Um, I doubt that they like subscribe to our mailing list so that they'd know right away. <laughs> so it's going to be hard to reach them again. Yeah, I guess the thing is we need like, I guess, so one thing that we discussed kind of around like when we did have to start picking and choosing what to prioritize for the 2.0 launch and different things were not making it. So one idea that we discussed around that was that like, when we do launch and started working on updates that like we should bundle different ideas that we have bundle them together in like i guess themed updates is the best word that's come to mind at the moment but basically like in each so that when we release 2.1 and 2.2 and 2.3 that like we have stories around them and to, that hopefully we can 
I get like I'm hopefully that we can generate interest around them. Maybe not necessarily as much as we managed to get around 2.0, but that hopefully we can make newsworthy enough updates at least. Yeah, I think it would be it would be a real mistake to just like add little things in small updates all the time. Obviously, bug fixes and things like that need to continue to roll out, but like we need to group our features together and have a story around them, and that'll keep us focused too because we we can't go back to the old way of development of just looking at the long list and picking something you feel like working on today so we'll we'll plan out our features more and hopefully like have a release i don't know i was about to say a month just hypothetically but <laughs> but i'm afraid it'll be misinterpreted don't promise i guess one thing i don't mind promising is that i mean like we're i'm i mean i'm excited about it. i'll do all the work that we are going to keep doing and to getting more stuff in here I just won't say we just won't say what it is or when it is. <laughs> it's definitely motivating to have like that stuff lined up, I think, and to be able to work on yeah, I think you mentioned it last time that rather than we're working on one giant update that's coming out in two years, it's now like, okay, we're working on this, it's gonna be done in three months and that's a bite sized thing and we can stay we can stay energized for that long. What's another business thing we should talk about? Um sales were slower than we hoped. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, and yeah, because I guess iOS apps, when people publish their numbers, they're often like a huge spike in the first few weeks or month, and then it tails off quickly. I guess you can have two theories of app indie indie app business from that, and one is like you need to have a huge spike so that you make like half a year's salaries in the first launch or the first week, and then it doesn't matter that it tails off, and then you like do another release next year. Or you somehow come around to something more sustainable where you don't need a massive spike on day one, um, but you manage to keep it alive. It doesn't tail off so much. So I guess we're pretty firmly in the second cat category now. <laughs> where we, we can't retire based on our launch day earnings. Yeah, this, this is not what I was promised. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's where we are with that. Not, not too much more to say about it really, but just that our challenge will be to keep the app selling for months and months rather than this being our one huge splash yeah i mean i guess yeah it, i mean i think this is going to come back around a little bit to like our to how we feel about our plans for the next few months but like even just generally speaking say i mean we've gone over the launch and the coverage that we got and the good things and the bad things but say the day after launch for example or I'm not sure when. Basically, how do you feel? How do you feel, Patrick? Now that this thing is out in the world, instead of a an, an idea in our in our heads, getting closer and closer. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> like on on Wednesday when I listened to that, or no, sorry, Tuesday when I listened to Upgrade um, and Mike and Jason talking about it so positively, I was manic. Like I was so happy and tweeting how great it was to hear people compliment me and that kind of stuff. Mm. And then I came home and I was like completely dejected for a while. Um, I on my way home I have this uh, I have this bag that I've had for ten years and the strap on it has been gradually wearing down and coming apart. And I knew I should like get it fixed and get it fixed and I kept putting it off. Um, and then as I walked, like it was a, a good place for it to happen, but as I walked in the door, the strap just snapped off my bag. And my laptop fell on the floor. Oh, no. And this mic that I'm recording on, which seems to have survived. <laughs> um, but and it was just like this metaphor for how I was feeling or something. <laughs> um, and then that, yeah, I just got in a very 
bad mood about it. And it wasn't, I mean, I think if the launch had gone, like the launch went so well, but I think even if we sales had been double or triple what they are, um, I still think I'd have that feeling because it wasn't so much about like a feeling of failure um, or, um, or anything else like that. It was more just like the story I've been telling myself for the last two years has been like, okay, just keep going, keep going. It's going to be so good at the end. And I never really thought about what happens at the end. Like there's so much focus on that day. Well, yeah, I think it's like, yeah, because you're like, we're looking like we've been looking forward. I don't mean in an excited way. I just mean like our focus had been like squarely on Monday for, well, in big picture way for at least a year, but we didn't know the specific day. And then as we honed in and honed in on it, and it got delayed and delayed. And then when we finally knew when it was, you're like so focused on that day. Like I woke up on, I, I mean, on, on Monday night, my time, like, I mean, we had, I, we had a pretty good idea of like how things were going. So like, I, I don't think there was no difference, like in my perception of how the launch had gone, say between Monday night and Tuesday morning when I woke up, it wasn't around, like I had no extra information. I had no new knowledge, but it was it was like completely about like okay how does how's my brain going to work now how am i like what am i going to focus on i'm not usually great in the mornings anyway so if i'm ever going to feel bad about something it's probably going to be in the morning time but on tuesday morning i i I felt so directionless i mean i woke up and I, i just did not know what to do i eventually managed to tell myself you should go have breakfast and then that did help but even that in itself was kind of I had to convince myself for a while that that was the right thing. Um, so it was, I mean, by the afternoon time, I felt a lot more normal again. Okay, normal. Is, I, should, I don't think normal is the right word to use. I felt a lot more content and a lot more I had started thinking about, like, plans that we had for iOS 10 and ideas that we had for blog posts and started making some notes on okay what are we going to talk about on the podcast and just like a mixture of different things um so i did start like kind of grabbing some focus back and trying to like like basically paving the road in front of me a little bit again but there is this really strange feeling for a while after you've reached that point where everything has been focused and you're like okay now what yeah I always feel, I think I always have this feel like <laughs> this is such a weird story and not a story at all that I ever imagined uh, telling related to Castro 2 launch. But my mother would probably tell this story better than me. But I, as a kid, I used to always be like so disappointed on Christmas morning. <laughs> I look forward and look forward to Christmas morning for so long. Like on Christmas Eve, I was always the most excited kid ever. Christmas morning, I'd be so excited jumping out of bed, unwrap all the presents, and then I would get annoyed at my present. I'd be something about like the bike that I got or the computer I got or whatever that like would annoy me. It like, was wrong shape or the wrong color or wasn't the brand that I wanted. And I would like I would not like to have me as a child. <laughs> but like I would get so disappointed for a while. And I was talking to my mother about it recently, or so I can't even remember why, but I was something like how did you put up with me? Like, that must have been so annoying. And she's like, oh, well, but you always, like, I I knew that that was going to happen. And you, you, like, within a few hours, you always turn back around and, like, like we're loving the presents again and we're out cycling around or playing your computer games or whatever. 
So maybe it's like part of my personality that like I get very excited about things and then I don't know quite how to deal with them when they arrive. So Christmas. <laughs> Looking forward to Christmas, guys. <laughs> oh, so in terms of like motivation, now, uh, in terms of motivation going forward and like we've talked about like how having, I guess there's like this kind of odd mix between these two things that we've talked about. One is trying to like have um trying to get a few features together into an update that is a story and newsworthy um but i guess the other thing is like trying to make sure that we don't like get back into a thing where we're completely like we go too far down a rabbit hole and we're not getting an update out for for months or years say um and like i remember one thing that you mentioned recently was that like which I'm just remembering now because of mentioning Christmas, but that, oh, let's never have like a project going like that spans Christmas because there's something about like when you take some time off there and you come back in January and if you're still in the middle of something else rather than starting something else that it can, can be hard to focus. Yeah. There's a thing with the two of us working together um, where like, because I don't want to mess you up and maybe maybe you're the same, I don't know, like, I only want to tell you this stuff after a few days and when, like, because I don't want to amplify it and be like, okay, I feel terrible, this is a disaster, and then convince you that I'm right. I've had that exact same feeling. Like, on Tuesday, one of the things that was going through my head for those few hours in the morning when I was feeling bad was I have to feel, I have to sort this out in, I don't, like, I don't mean, like, generally, I just mean in my head. I have to sort this out by the time Podrick wakes up because I have a feeling that maybe he might go through something similar than me and we can't both be doing going through that at the same time. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about all the good things. Like, there were a lot of good things and we could convince each other that none of it mattered and the only thing that mattered was, you know, some narrow bad thing. I guess coming out of, like, a period where we've had a two-year goal or, well, we didn't know it was, but, like, a really long-term goal, like, the idea of having more focus, like, say, monthly targets. And I don't just mean around... I mean, I guess that does apply to development and what features we're going to do. It applies to, like, setting strict deadlines to ourselves. But, like, in this case, I even just mean, like, around, like, okay, revenue for this month and how are we going to achieve it. Um, and so, like, we have some like some ideas that we have there around, like, some features that we're going to work on. Um, some of it is around, like, different marketing ideas that we have or different kind... We won't go too much into them right now, but, like, different ideas that we have for outreach um, and for like increasing our exposure so um, I think having monthly goals or like at least shorter term goals is, will be good to like keep our focus on that yeah I really see that stuff as like the 20% thing that we need to do at the bottom and then all the rest like I, we love the work and all the rest is great but it's just like a reminder that that foundation has to be there and tune in next week for another episode of the super top therapy podcast <laughs> Anyway, so to leave some of that stuff aside, I guess like for the moment at least, um, I mean, what we've talked about like bigger picture stuff and like what we want to focus on like for months and, and years ahead, but like what are we going to do next, literally next? The next thing on our like development agenda at least is uh, getting some iOS 10 features into Castro 2. So again, we said we wouldn't promise features, but... I'm kind of, I, so I just installed the iOS 10 beta last, like on launch on, like when we launched Castor 2, because we'd been holding off just so that our development tools would match the release version. And I like it. I'm pretty, 
pretty excited about it coming out. Yeah, no, I think I really like the design changes. Rounded corners are totally in now. Yeah, that was really vindicating actually in like at WWDC when they showed the new notifications and they had rounded corners and the, yeah, a lot of the things that used to just sit on transparent backgrounds with like uh, random dividers floating through them. They all have rounded corners now. And we had a card type look before then. I don't think we invented the idea of having a card look, but all the same, it's nice when you're, <laughs> it's nice when you end up like in the same vein as how the, I don't know how things are going. Yeah, everything's a lot more cardy looking. When I saw it first, I felt like the fonts were so heavy and that it was like such a retreat from iOS 7 where it was, yeah, like obviously the first betas of that were like one pixel thick lines um, for all over the place. And now it's just got heavier and heavier each version. But after using it for a few days, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, but even it's not even just, the, I mean, there, yeah, there's the fonts, but like everything feels like slightly heavier and it like takes a little bit of getting more getting used to. Like even just in terms of like when notifications come in, I mean, I think they actually are taking up a bit more room as well, but just because they're that bubble shape, they just feel more physical. Or like the same can be said for like when I look at notifications on the lock screen, sometimes I'm, I get a shock for a second because I'm like, oh, wow, there's like so much going on here. But I think it's ultimately a better direction for them to take it. Just it does take a little bit of adjustment. What do you think of the keyboard sense? Do you ever have them on? No, I haven't turned them on. I remember you told me about them, but no, I haven't tried them yet. And one thing I guess that's interesting about it as well is the that they've like split up control center at the bottom that like they have like the general settings one, and they have a separate one for media now. And I think if you have home stuff, you get another card for that as well. Well, speaking of features and not promising features, I wrote four lines of code earlier on, and now you'll be able to scrub through episodes from the control center or from the lock screen on Castro 2 once we release that. That'll be really nice. Yeah, the control center is such an improvement, and the colors to indicate things are on versus just like white or transparent. They really help. Um, and the card just gives it so much yeah i'm really happy with the control center stuff and i like that the player is just a card even though it might be harder to find for people but it's just given so much more space to to like work properly yeah they have a, like a little tip the first time that you ever pull up control center kind of letting you know that it's now like stuff is side by side instead of all being on the one card but i guess sometimes people click through those things without really reading them and then messages seems to be where like I'm just imagining this engineering team of a thousand people on iOS 10 and that like 990 of them are working on messages because <laughs> there's so much new stuff in it. It's kind of cool. I, at, at WWDC, I felt like, oh, wow, they're feeling nervous about Slack and um, particularly Snapchat. And I was a bit iffy about like my the messaging app that I use to send messages to my parents and like it's like much more urgent if like if you send me an iMessage that's like okay I've got to read it now rather than slack which is more ignorable if I'm not working um and I felt like oh I don't know if I want that made into this goofy app with like stickers all over the place but it's it's kind of fun yeah but I think I mean yeah there's a goofy side to the stickers and stuff um I think there's like potentially some interest in like utility in the in the app the messages app drawer like besides just like the goofy stuff yeah yeah so i mean one so what one thing i've been doing this week which has been really nice to focus like on one feature again after once i got my head out of the out of the sand on tuesday was to like start developing this messages app for ios 10 that we're working on um which feeds into the idea of sharing and like pushing like 
making it as easy as possible for you to share episodes with other people and recommend them. Um, so it's basically a little drawer in the messages app. You slide over to the Castro app, and it just lists your like your latest, uh, like the latest episodes that you've played, which you would see in your history in Castro in the app itself. But here we'll just like pull in like the I'm not sure how many yet, maybe five or ten latest episodes that you've played, and so you can just share them with one tap essentially to your friends, your family, and add any comments that you want to let them know what why, why they should listen to this episode yeah that's gonna be cool yeah it's such a nice feeling to like be working on something new new feature again um instead of like the polishing polishing stuff off obviously we'll get to like a little bit of polish on this as well before we ship it but writing new code even like learning some of the new frame like the messages framework i had to watch some dubbed up dc videos to remind myself of just such a different mode of operation to how things have been for the past few months where I get the excitement of learning something and then quickly implementing a rough version of it and seeing it working and the feeling that like it's fleeting sometimes or it's like once you get really deep into a project you can kind of sometimes stop feeling like you're definitely learning something new and like really excited about it but like something as basic as like just because like this is the place where I've never built an app for a messages app before like just seeing even the most basic hello world version of that working gives me like like the excitement that I, I guess got me interested in making software in the first place yeah after months of like trying to chase bugs in table view controllers and stuff yeah it's, it's a huge change yeah and that's funny like that motivates me to do things like new platforms more than like a, a colossal amount more than just oh once you do this you'll get a thousand new users yeah exactly i mean we i mean the reason i think why we want to work like for ourselves and like do our own things is that like we want to be able to pick the things that excite us to work on and our motivations don't always have to just be around like oh let's make more money or let's do whatever it's like i want to be able to like do stuff that's fun as well so i guess on that note now that we've started by promising that we are never going to promise features and finished by promising features maybe it's time to say goodbye for this week before i start promising more features what do you think <laughs> that sounds good <laughs> um all right well thanks everyone for tuning into episode two of the super top podcast we'll be back again soon for more news from super top and other things that i'm not going to promise <laughs>